Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 2, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live, sure. as always, from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we'll have more in a big night in the NBA coming up in 20 minutes. The Lakers somehow win without LeBron and AD. They thump the Celtics. What are they going to do? Darvin Ham going to live to fight another day? Do they make a trade? Do they trade LeBron and AD? Because clearly the Lakers don't need either of them. If they could beat the Celtics like this without, get rid of LeBron, get rid of AD. Well, obviously they saw something important while being on the bench and coaching the players during timeouts. <laughs> so we're now tapping into a whole other value mm. as assistant coaches or so, perhaps player coaches. Sure. Play, play. Uh, I, would, I miss the player coach. I kind of would like to see a team do that. You know, the Mets had Joe Torre. He was their manager and played for them, too, at the same time, like in the late 70s, early 80s. And I always thought that was kind of Did that cool. all go to hell because of Pete Rose? Uh, whoa. Yeah, maybe he ruined it for everybody. He kind of ruined it for yeah. everybody. Because I just want to see a manager go, no, you know what? I'm going to bat for you here. 
Wait, what? Yeah, uh, listen, I'm going to bat for you here. But Skip, I hit lefties at, at 368 clip this year. No, yeah, no, no, you're I'm, trying I'm, I'm to disguise Homer year. at the bat. How gonna, dare gonna, you? <laughs> but, Coach, I got five home runs today. Yes, so it's a very good game, Strawberry. Now sit down and consider yourself a day well done. Uh, no, I want to see. I want to see a manager do that. No, I'm going to hit right now. But but Skip, I, I'm going to hit right now. Sit down. Okay. My arm's right. feeling strong. I'm coming in to get this All final right. out. All right. I want to have my childhood dream <laughs> of closing out the final game of a World Series here now. Uh, so we'll have more on the NBA coming up in a few minutes. But the final coaching opening was filled today as the Washington Commanders hired Dan Quinn away from the Cowboys to be their new head coach. Now, Steve DeSager brought us this note a few couple seconds ago. Uh, the Athletic has a late story that the commanders did talk to Bill Belichick, right? We said a few minutes ago, who else did he talk to? It was only the Falcons. Everything else was kind of kept quiet. Did have a conversation with the commander. I want to still coach in the NFL. There's only one job. I mean, you know, give me a call on Bill Belichick. Um, you know where to reach me. 1-800-BILL. All right, thanks. Bye. Beep. So they still went with Dan Quinn and not Bill Belichick, right? So we told you that the the shine of Belichick is gone. Teams are not going to hire him again. It's not going to happen. Can you see him like going to the Cowboys now to replace Dan Quinn yep. as a defensive coordinator? Can you imagine that if that's what happens? That would be fun. I still want to coach. I'm going to go I'm going to go be the DC with well, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, think about the guys that are out there. Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, and Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. Three defensive wizards of the last 30 years, right? I mean, Vrabel, obviously, far down a third mm. on that yeah, list. Yeah, sure. But obviously, you know, his acumen as a as a player, and, and then you had a, a good run for a couple of years as a head man down in Tennessee. So, you know, it's it's out there. It's it's certainly possible. Oh, there's no way. There's, there's no way, though, because of what they've accomplished. It's one I thing. See, and now they're going to talk to Ron Rivera, according yeah. to reports it's, from earlier. It's tonight. one thing to be a head coach and you get fired. You're a coordinator again, but you're in the club. So eventually you get a phone call again. It's another thing to be so incredibly successful and to go to multiple Super Bowls and win them. And then at the end, it's, hey, yeah, I'll be a defense coordinator. Wait, really? Like, well, can you imagine with the guy? I want. Oh, that's hey, that's hey. announcing yourself as the Trojan, hey, Trojan horse our, that has been put hey, in there to for, vanquish for the head. For our man. purposes, our intents and purposes, Belichick, the DC for the Cowboys, would be so immense. Like, you'd split screen him and McCarthy on camera at the same mm-hmm. time. They'd be fist fighting by the time you got to the middle of the third quarter of the first game. Oh, I want to, but he's never going to do. It. He's he, he's never going to. He didn't want to take a job where they said, "Hey, we might, uh, um, we we might." not be up for you being the GM. So if he doesn't want a job where they're going to take GM away from, he's not going to go be a DC somewhere. No, but I mean, that's the big battle that, to it all. How much control awesome. do I have over over the, the team? And, and in this case, it would be how much control do I really have over mm. everything defensive? Do I get to help pick the groceries? Because one of the things Micah Parsons in his podcast alluded to uh, was that maybe they didn't have the right guys. And then extrapolate that further to the schemes and where he was called to be, you know, on a given play, what was called out, out of the, the coaching staff. So maybe he if he's games. a guy that gets to go and, and be the guy, 
with all things defensive? No way. No way. Come on, man. Jared, Jared, Belichick is not going to. Come on, man. With the desperation. He's not going to do it. He's not going to. You think Jerry's going to say, here's $15 million a year. Is this not a more fun thought than who won Belichick or Brady? It's a a far more entertaining thing. You just thought it was going to be Belichick. That's why. Uh, Look, this is, I mean, I would love to see it with a big star, the big hoodie with just a big star in the middle of it. I mean, I would love, but that's not going to happen. And he'd be be the head coach in waiting for when McCarthy fell. Now, I would. I'll go give you a step further. Belichick is your defensive coordinator. Vrabel is your linebackers coach. There you go. Yeah. And Pete Carroll is your secondary slash assistant head coach. Well, what's Nick there Saban doing? There you go. Other than learning to body surf, uh, does he get to come on Nick staff? Nick Saban, uh, consultant. Okay. Two minute clock. And Rod Rivera coming coach. in to do the linebackers. Rod Rivera. No, no, you got to give Mike Vrabel the linebackers. Oh, give yeah. Vrabel the linebackers. Pete Carroll, secondary and assistant head coach. And that, there, there's your Who's, coaching staff. Well, I was trying to get Rivera so we can get them all in together. <laughs> all the defensive coaches, guys long tenured in the league who are out of jobs right now. I was trying to get everybody in and bring Nick Saban along as an analyst. Uh, you can be the tight ends coach slash I will let you be quality control coach as well. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Your strength and conditioning. That's what you're doing. But going back to the report, right? It comes out earlier today of before naming Quinn their guy, that, that there's a conversation with Belichick. Again, it goes back to control and and get that feel. And for for Dan Quinn, I think he's excited at another bite at the apple. He's yeah. excited that uh, they're going to easily forget the disaster that you just watched unfold two weeks ago. And he's ready to just get to that next play. Bill Belichick doesn't strike me as a guy who's desperate to come in and kiss your ass. Uh, and and beg done. for a job. He's he's done. But but you he's get my done. point as to why, as a yeah. head guy, there's a difference, mm-hmm. right? You know, you've got varying reports on what Ben Johnson wanted, whether it was dollars and cents, and now Florio and Schefter are going to slap fight over that. They can have fun with that. But, you know, control, come and pitch me. Here's what I want is dollars and cents. But I got a good thing in Detroit, so you're really going to have to wow me. And then he doesn't even let Washington come make that final pitch while they're on a plane. So, like, you're dealing with with that part of it. You've got McDonald and the way he approached things with Seattle. Like, there's a million ways that we're we're going in terms of approaches, but the overall trend is you're not going for the older coaches, right? You're looking for younger guys that relate to players that talk in a, in a different language. And as Tom Brady's dad, the article you referenced in that interview was, you know, that he's from an old. Older generation, mm-hmm. where it's a military-style approach, even going back to the old mantra of do your job. You could see that on a sticker, you know, from the from the military to just say, hey, that's what you do. Sun up to sundown until you leave your post, right? So it, it's, it's that. It's a changing face of a game. But, yes, to go down to Dallas and reconstitute <laughs> the back end of that coaching staff, how great would that be? Mike McCarthy sweating as I would do that. It would be like, it's like seeing a super group. It's like when you yeah. see, hey, Don Henley's going to sing, and, and, and you're also going to get Dave Grohl is going to sing and, and play the drums. And I mean, it's, we're getting a super group together. I kind of dig it. I mean, this is as good as when, you know, Larry David attacked Elmo this morning, uh, which seemed uh, to be a direct extension. Like he listened to the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as our guy UCLA Dodger Frank points out, it's like astutely, it's like this is the, we were looking for the origin of where things go wrong for the for Elmo and company. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. it is.
The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the TireRack.com studios. So with Dan Quinn getting the job, I love it even though I know he's going to fail. Right now, follow me on this because it sounds crazy. Wait, what? Yes, I, I love the job even though he's not going to win and he's going to eventually get fired. Certain teams need certain things when you hire a head coach. Washington is starting over. They're like an expansion team. They are trying to dig out from a decade plus of drama and controversy brought on by their former owner, their former GM, their nickname battle of of what they're going to do, what they're going to keep. They are just trying to be a place that's, hey, it's safe to come work here. It's safe to come play here. We've gotten rid of all the bad stuff. All the bad stuff's out of the building now. We're getting rid of all our controversy. We need to show that we are safe. Look, they probably have a new nickname coming as well. I think the Commanders is probably going to be out the window. They have been mired in controversy and poor play. Quinn is a culture guy who is going to stop the backsliding. And sometimes that's what you need as an organization. Look, just stop the backsliding. Come in, be a CEO, start to build a culture so we can be a place where free agents can come, where draft picks want to come and stay, and we can be competitive and get the city and the team feeling good about us again. That's what Dan Quinn is, and he's going to start over at that. Now, is he going to win? No, he's not, because he's in too tough of a division where the Eagles and the Cowboys are really, really good. The Giants were really good last year. They'll probably bounce back this year. The Commanders are the worst team. So in three years or so, they're not going to win. But if they're staying out of controversy and they build with some good young players, the next guy that comes and takes that job over, yeah, that guy's going to be a position to win. So Quinn's not going to see the end of it. He's, he's not He's not going to be around for the end of it. It's like the uh, the people that wanted to start building uh, the Crazy Horse Monument in um, in South Dakota, right? The, the guy that started... I'm the, glad you went Monument in South Dakota. I was like, wow, I know the yeah. uh, Super Bowl's in Vegas next no, no, week, no. but we're getting a Crazy Horse story. Yeah, because <laughs> because when, when that started, like they're, they're building a Crazy Horse Monument to Crazy Horse that is going to be like, I think, like five times the size of, of Mount Rushmore. And we went to go see it like 20 years ago when they had just started to knock stuff out. And the story we were hearing was the designer, the architect who was is in charge of this, realized I'm not going to live long enough to see the end of this. So I'm just going to see this all the way, but I'm not going to live long enough because it's going to take that long. Like It's going to take a long time for the commanders to get good, and Dan Quinn's just not going to be around as a coach to see the end of it. But he's going to stop the backsliding, and he's going to turn Washington into a destination where it's okay to come here. We we like to think we have, we have turned things around, right? Like Jack Del Rio did that with the Raiders. You've seen, you've seen coaches like that do certain things. Listen, I'm a solid coach. Uh, you don't have to worry about the hire. You don't have to worry about my culture. Don't have to worry about what's going on behind closed doors. Sometimes we just need a couple of years to breathe and to be back being a team in the NFL that the NFL is proud of that can say, yes, here's a Washington football team, commanders, whatever their nickname's going to be. That That's what they're going to do. And that's why I like the Dan Quinn hire, because he's going to do it, even though at the end he's not going to be around because they're not going to win enough. But the next guy coming in will have Dan Quinn to thank for everything for this. Well, it's a pretty good time to come into the division. I mean, Philadelphia's still looking around going, should we have kept Siri, honey? Should we not? <laughs> Cowboys, we're talking about, you know, potentially staging a coup from within with veteran coaches coming in to work with Mike McCarthy. And then the Giants, what's real? What's imagined of all the Brian Dable stories <laughs> of what the hell was going on there? So uh, potential for chaos and uh, opportunity to win now you got to fix defense last under ron rivera they gave up 30.5 points per game 
Is that good? Head coach. Is that good? I'm sorry. Is that good? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to check. Uh, your league leaders gave up half that. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, not good all for right. anybody. So <laughs> reconstruction, but also you've got a top pick and a lot of people wondering if they don't make a big splash. Rumor conjecture uh, about Caleb Williams and whether the Bears end up doing some business at number one. You know, potentially you get your guy and now you've got a face of the franchise. And for Dan Quinn, Maybe you get that jump start you need. Exit out by the Fresca. Exit Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend. His name is Mike Harmon. We have more NFL on the way as well as it's fun when an athlete decides to take on the fans of the city they live in to say, hey, these fans are stupid. It's another thing to take on the fans of an entire country. But somebody did that today. It's coming up next right here. Jason and Mike Fox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack's got tires that'll elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. They're shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Meanwhile, mobile tire installation is available in many areas. You heard about this? They'll bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years, so trust me, they're the experts. It's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most well, terrible. Well, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'd like to dedicate this song to Jason Smith's left neck area. Sleeping without my pillow. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, by the way, hey, we have a, a music request from my daughter. Really? A music request from my daughter. Zoe? Because, yes, because she just watched Silence of the Lambs for the first time. Okay? Just watched Silence of the Lambs for the first time. The first Loved time? It. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. Loved it and said, Dad, didn't you used to play this song? You know, the Buffalo Bill song, the Goodbye <laughs> yeah. Horses, that we played at the end of the show? Yes. Didn't you used to play that song on the show? I go, yeah, that was always the last song, the last few minutes of the show. She goes, you should play that and play it earlier. I said, why? She goes, because my friends and I would like to hear it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, Zoe. Long distance dedication to you. Would you tuck me? A little bit. <laughs> I tuck me. Oh, boy. I said, really, you want to hear Goodbye Horses? I tuck me good. You want to you really hear the song at the end of Silence of the Lambs? Okay. Yeah, and I've got the problems. <laughs> Good Lord. I'm like, all right. I don't know. I don't know the, the part of that I should be afraid of the most, but I'm thinking the part is, hey, my friends and I would like to hear that more. <laughs> I would say that's the part. I, th- I think is. that's just pretty yeah. straight and in your face. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what it is. There's no deeper deeper uh, thought that required. That. Damn, my friends and I would like to hear Goodbye Horses. Right. So we can think of how Buffalo Bill nearly pulled it off. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Tyrac.com studios. A big night in the NBA. We'll get to, there's a huge women's uh, soccer story we want to get to, but... We had the Lakers win tonight without LeBron, without AD. So now what happens? Who gets traded? Who gets fired? And the Knicks may never lose again on their way to the finals. Jalen Brunson with 40 points for yet another Knicks victory. With us now on the hotline to break down all the big NBA news. Longtime NBA insider, friend of the show. He's on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. That's at Mark G underscore Medina. It is Mark Medina. Mark, what's happening, bud? Jason, you know what? I am being very authentic and genuine when I'm saying congratulations to the Knicks' success. Congratulations that Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle rightfully got on the All-Star team. Jalen Brunson should have been a starter, but, you know, I guess uh, we can't split hairs too much because at least he's on the team. Hey, it's all good. Honestly, my only worries now about, about the Knicks, really, because they're the best team in the NBA right now. My only worry is that they're peaking a little too early, and maybe some guys are playing a little too many minutes, and maybe Tibbs has to dial it back a bit. But that's it. We're the best team in the NBA right now. I can't, I can't, I can't be upset about anything. It's fantastic. There is always the concern of Tibbs uh, running players into the ground and not, you know, managing the 82 game season. But look, the Knicks are the real deal. You mentioned the nine game winning streak when you're talking about Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson here. Like, not only statistically, but the eye test. I think that they're one of the best duos in the NBA. They have, they're third place right now for most 30-point games with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown tied with five. So they are the real deal. I think Brunson should have been a starter because he's brought everything. Like, he's a great scorer, great defender. He plays the right way, empowers his teammates. So he's clearly been better with what Damian Lillard's provided. But, hey, at least he's in the All-Star game. And I will give you this. Talking about the Lakers, whether LeBron James and Anthony Davis are in or out, 
it's a Knicks win on Saturday. They're not going to, uh, you know, uh, put their foot off the accelerator like the Celtics did tonight. Wow, he went full Knicks for full you. Knicks. There, I'm telling you, Jason. man, you can't deny how now, great they are. Now, what is, what is the value? Of LeBron and AD are they better coaches or players at this point? They're one of those coaches. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Lakers are better without LeBron and AD. Uh, commentary has already emerged here. <laughs> Look, I think that this this is the all on deck, all hands on deck win. Like you can't sustain this, especially when you're playing against the Knicks the next game. I do suspect that LeBron and AD will suit up, but. I think in all seriousness, um, where the Lakers go from here, they're not moving LeBron, maybe. They're not going anywhere. But what can they do with the trade deadline? Uh, the problem is they have assets they want to get rid of, but assets other teams don't want because they see how they've been for the, most of the season, a barely above or below 500 teams. So I want to be surprised that for better or for mostly for worse, that this is the roster that they're going to have even post-trade deadline. Maybe, you know, a marginal rotational player moved here or there, but nothing dramatic because as dire as this season's been, they have the lessons of getting Russell Westbrook a few years ago, not just of the idea of how do you integrate a third star, but bigger than that, you know, stripping roster depth and rotational pieces around a guy like LeBron in his 21st season in AD, given his injury history. Mark, the, the biggest thing, though, obviously, look, we're, we're wondering about the status of Darvin Ham. I thought tonight would be his last game, and now they beat the Celtics, and they beat him pretty bad without LeBron and AD. Yeah, like, but now he's like, getting an extension, I yeah, think. Now, <laughs> now they're signing him through 2030. Him and Harbaugh are linked together. Uh, how do they win this game tonight? This is a game they should have never won in a million years. Look, Joe Mazzullo said after the game, they played harder than we did. This this is something that defies explanation, that they win a game like this, and they win it pretty big. It's not like it was, hey, we pulled it out, we shot 70% from the floor. This was, yeah, we just happened to have an okay game, and the Celtics, this doesn't make sense, this game. This result doesn't make sense. I think it makes perfect sense because this is how the Lakers season's been. They beat good teams. They lose against bad teams. You know, the, the Lakers-Celtics rivalry will always have, always have some meeting, even if it's not the same thing as it was during all those finals matchups. But when you look at it, it was a perfect storm of the Celtics playing down their competition. You look at Jalen Brown, Derek White, Jason Tatum. None of them shot well from the cl- from the field. Tatum, 8 of 21. Derek White, 4 of 11. Jalen Brown, 4 of 12. And on the other side of the coin, the Lakers, they just went balls out because they knew they had no other choice because LeBron James and Anthony Davis aren't on the team. So you had Austin Reeves like playing like he's a third star, 32 points. D'Angelo Russell hitting threes. You know, them defending at a high level. Rui Hachimura, uh, you know, taking advantage of extended playing time. And so I think when you're looking at the Lakers, it is a product that these guys can be better than what they are when given opportunity. But it's very much a short-term feeling because it's really unrealistic in the NBA to sustain that kind of play without your star players uh, with you, and especially when you're facing against a really good team the next game against your beloved New York Knicks on Saturday. All right, so moving on, we're getting the conversation going now with the all-NBA rules and all of these fun things, the MVP conversations. Embiid's heard Halliburton's missed a bunch of games, but, but the Embiid story is, I guess, the one we stick with short-term. Meniscus injury, they're, they're in a, playing a game now, uh, up 10, it's a halftime, but going to miss some time here, Mark, You know when we look at 
the rules are one thing, and Draymond uh, went on his podcast and ranted about that. But for Embiid, you know, the other night, I think it was Perkins saying, hey, shut him down before this was even diagnosed. Yeah, it's really wild because there's so many layers to this. Joel Embiid's injuries are, have been real clearly. Uh, while they don't have a timetable for his return, he's at least sidelined for this weekend. But when you're when you're talking about meniscus injuries, whether it's a tear or not, uh, these aren't day-to-day kind of injuries. These are weeks-to-months kind of injuries. And so I think it's just safe to say he's out of the MVP race. But you know what? I think in fairness to this whole rules, he would have been out of the MVP race race even if that wasn't put in place because most of the voters including myself had included in the past game availability and that's not to say that everyone had the same criteria of how many games do you need but it needed to be the majority it needed to pass the eye test and so I do understand like the hand wringing that some of the players have of if people were following the letter of the law of say Joel Embiid was playing really well all season. He played 64 games, and he was clearly better than the rest of the field. Are you going to knock him out because he's one game short? Maybe not, but I think the larger spirit of the law is fine. And, you know, whether it's that incentive or the player partition participation policy or just the fact that guys are healthier this season or maybe all of the above, the reality is, for the most part, most of the star players have been more available than they have in past seasons. Obviously, there have been exceptions, which will all be LeBron AD tonight, but across the board, everyone's been mostly fully healthy, and that's a good thing. So my dream of Gilgis Alexander and Giannis and KD, these guys all skipping games, and Jalen Brunson being the only guy to be eligible because <laughs> he's going to play 42 minutes a night for all 82 games. Like is that, my, that, that was my dream, that he would win the MVP that way. Well, I mean, it could happen because Tibbs is all about playing a lot of minutes, so Brunson's going to produce a lot, and he is about playing as many games as he can. So maybe there is that pathway for Jalen Brunson to get the MVP, um, you know, before hoisting that Larry O'Brien trophy in a few months. Yeah, the fact that the PA allowed the 65-game threshold to be part of and all NBA appearances to be part of contracts remains one of the biggest, uh, most vexing things in sports for me. Oh, wait, wait till guys just play the first 65 games and then say, I'm done seeing the I playoffs. gave you my 80%. <laughs> See ya. All right, so let's let's stay here in Los Angeles. We were talking about the Lakers. Let's go to the other side, the Clippers, uh, other than Jason's Knicks, the other team that I think we talk about as as your hottest properties in the NBA. Uh, after the rough start to Harden, I mean, what, what did Ty Lue, did he just step away and everybody just got to work? It's been a few things. Um, you know, time obviously always helps chemistry, but uh, everyone's had the buy-in. Like Russell Westbrook, unlike his time with the Lakers, he signed up and embraced this bench role, and he's played really well. James Harden, unlike his time in Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Houston, basically everywhere else he's played except for the Clippers, he's been about winning and saying, hey, I'll do whatever it takes to fit into the team. And then, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they're embracing having the ball less in their hands uh, because they think less is more. They'll get more open looks. It'll help team balance. And then you look at Ty Lue. He's been a master even in previous seasons and getting the most out of players with play calling, rotations, combinations, adjustments. So I, even with all that, I didn't see it coming. I thought that there would be the buy-in. I think that Ty Lue's coaching chops 
have been pretty well established uh, these last few years. But I thought it would just be one of these things that, A, they can't consistently stay healthy, and, two, even if they do want to sacrifice, there's still only one ball and four all-stars. But, yeah, they are the hottest team in the NBA, and I think obviously every every Clipper fan every season is going to have to knock on wood because you never know with injuries. But so far, so good, and assuming that can sustain for the most part, they are a legitimate championship contender that uh, you know might be hosting some finals games here in L.A. and might be visiting uh, New York for some finals games as well. So right now you're thinking Knicks Clippers in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know what? Uh, I hate to burst your bubble, but I think if I had to give a prediction, I think it's going to be Nuggets-Celtics. But you know what? I could be proven wrong. Uh, Even though that's a prediction, that's only a prediction. I think the field's wide open, and unlike past seasons, the Knicks are actually in that conversation. It's not just, oh, yeah, they're a good playoff team that can get to the second round or be a Oh, wait, no, and I look, they are in contending status, so keep your hopes up. I looked at the last thing you wrote, and I'm reading right now. You said, watch a big run in the second half by the Pistons, and they could be a surprise dark horse. <laughs> I saw that. I saw you write that. For the first part ever, and I think radio history on your show, I am not trolling you when I'm talking about the Knicks. <laughs> All right, so lastly, let, let's get here. We saw the, uh, one trade made today, Stephen Adams for Victor Oladipo. As we get closer to the deadline, give me a big name or two. You wouldn't be surprised to see them move. Well, I think Kyle Lowry is going to move. That's inevitable. Um, but I think that it's likely that's going to be more through the buyout market. I think what's really interesting is when the fact that the, the most of the dominoes fell before the season started or shortly after the season started with the Damian Lillard trade, the James Harden trade, there's obviously already been some moves that you know well with the Knicks getting OG on and OB, uh, you know, the Pacers getting Pascal Siakam. I don't think that there's going to be a lot of activity in the trade deadline. I mean, there might be activity, but not seismic changes. I think the other thing that complicates is some of the names that we thought might be available, like a Zach Levine, well, he's hurt. That market might be depressed. The other Bulls guys, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, their asking price might be more than what teams want to sign up for. DeJounte Murray, he could be dealt, but by and large, none of these, there's no trade out there that's going to fundamentally change the landscape here. I think most of the the work's been done. So now it's about just improving on the margins and then seeing what guys are available in the buyout market. But usually buyout market guys aren't game changers. Kyle Lowry would be that lone exception because he is that perfect example of, uh, you know, you, you lose, use on a limited basis because he's late in his career. You know, you want to guard against injuries, but he still has that championship equity and experience that, you know, contending teams will value. He's our game changer here, NBA insider Mark Medina. He's on Twitter, at MarkG underscore Medina. Mark, as always, buddy, appreciate your time, and we'll continue to talk, Knicks. I appreciate you. Enjoy the Knicks run. It's still continuing. I don't know when. I don't know how long it's going to go, Mike Harmon, but... Ride it till it's over. He leaned into full Knicks. Yeah. You never everybody's go full around. Knicks. Every, I told you for months, everybody's coming around to me, but it's okay. It's all right. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, sometimes you see athletes say, hey, I'm going to take on my entire team's fan base. Not mm-hmm. very smart. Sometimes you see athletes take on a team's fan base, and it's a whole country, which is even... Not smart. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll get into that crazy story from today next, Fox.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. And I've told you for a long time, you can say a lot of things as an athlete and get forgiven. But the third rail is always when you take on your team's fans. Okay, yeah, yeah. That never ends well. Never ends well. Well, at least a certain percentage of fans. Because yeah. you can win over the vast majority of them by winning. True. They may not lo- True. fully embrace you, yeah. but they're not going to spit at you. Uh, but <laughs> usually when you do that, you're only talking about the fans of one city of one team. When you take on an entire country, and that country's the United States, boy, that decision looks even worse. But that is what happened today from U.S. Women's National Star Lindsey Horan. Captain of the team, midfielder, one of the best midfielders in the world, did an interview, a wide-ranging interview with The Athletic in an interview that was published today. And she decided to go in on how she feels she is viewed in the United States for her play versus how she is viewed in France, which is where she plays most of the year. Hey, in France, everybody's very knowledgeable. They know my game well. Um, so it, I, I kind of I understand what they say. American soccer fans, however, she says, quote, most of them aren't smart. They don't know the game. They don't understand. But it's getting better and better. See, she saves it a little, doesn't she? Mm, most of them aren't smart. They don't know the game. They don't understand. How, how, I, I don't but know. it's getting better. It's They're getting learning. better. It's getting better. Because you're starting from zero. You're getting better all the time. I, there was another part of the statement that I had a bigger issue yeah. with. But, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I want to say this. I don't think you're very smart. Because... Nobody ever takes on a fan base and wins. You never do. Insulting the fan base is the third rail of sports. And you're trying to grow a game continually. So what do you what do? You do? Yeah, uh, the way they criticize my game, most fans aren't smart. And while, yes, do, do fans of soccer, do they understand the nuances of a lot of, of, a lot of things as, 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 as the game is, is more and more complicated? No, but that's, that's true with any game. It's true with football as well, right? Hey, 
understand the nuances of football. Yes, you have a higher level of people. Well, what's do it. a hold? What's what's not? It. What's a foul? What's not a foul? What's a catch? Forty six yeah, sure. versus eight and getting but thrown out. <laughs> you're insulting a fan base, and it's a whole country. 50 states. Well, but and I mean, you of Columbia. But she did give you the opportunity. You can decide person to person. Are you better? Or are you every fan that she's calling dumb? Mm. Well, she's talking to the rest of them because I'm. Nah, doesn't a work genius. that way. Doesn't work that way. The, the general mass and the horde of fans who are going horde. to rise up against dumb. her and say, You're calling me dumb. I spent this amount of money to take my daughter to this game. This time. I'm never supporting you again. You're calling me no, dumb. No, there could be a problem there. Because right? you, you, you already had a lot of players that people were at arm's length mm-hmm. based on political stances. Uh, social stances, etc. So you already had that over the last couple of runs. The this, the part that really got me was talking about it uh, even further, right? Quote, I'm going to tick some people off, but the game's growing in the U.S. People are more and more knowledgeable, but so much of the time, people take what the commentators say, right? I mean, my mom does it. My mom says, Julie Foudy said you had such a good game, and I'm here just going, I was blankety blank today. Now, now you're saying Julie Foudy is just lying. She's know. lying to America. Yeah. Julie Foudy, who, oh, by the way, U.S. women's team legend, won the biggest World yeah. Cup of all. See, that was the bigger part I had. With, it's like, why why are you side-swiping her in terms of commentary? Why do you care about any of this? Why do you, Why have you decided to make it combative and antagonistic with fans stay off social media be a captain because you're the captain and lead when you have rabbit ears and you hear everything and you want to get that's bad for you man what's going on right now is this is this this is what i take away from Lindsay haran here she likes how things are going in in france because she feels much more respected but now for the first time in the United States, the women's national team is dealing with failure. And it was a spectacular failure. It was realizing we're not as good as the other countries. And some of the criticism was wrong. Some of the criticism was right on. When, when I say things like Lindsey Horan, not fast enough. As good a player as she is, you can see it on the field. United States women's national team, not nearly as fast as they were. They're not as skilled up front. All of these things. They are having trouble. And, and, and this interview with her talking about it tells me she's having trouble struggling with the United States women's team not being the biggest baddest bullies on mm-hmm. the block that now how do we do because now we're not just universally loved by everybody because that's what it was for 20 years women's national team was loved by everybody because all they did was win and they were fun and and they talked about and they talked about realizing your dreams and and and, and girls and, and boys saw a new group of athletes they could look up to it was great but now hey when you don't win guess what people say stuff about you and you can either choose to care or not you should not care about it and worry more about winning but this is this is her and the United States dealing with failure for the first time, which is why this is a big deal when Carly Lloyd criticizes Alexi Lawless. When everybody else, this has become a big thing. You got to learn how to deal with failure, and that's what that's why this interview right now went off the rails. And you have her blaming fans for not being smart enough. Yeah, I mean, just take it to what we do for a living, right? If you're not on uh, a local, national, whatever station, and you're just you know, you, you put a podcast out and, you know, you've got a couple of followers, but nothing big. There's not going to be a lot of waves. Mm-hmm. But you get on, on here and, and you say something with some gravitas. Well, there's going to be either people praising you or a lot of people coming after you strongly. Same thing here. With great power mm-hmm. comes great blowback. 
See, I took Spider-Man and I changed it. <laughs> Here comes great blood. I don't think that's a line. I'm, 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 I'm just going it's off. It's my I'm line extemporaneously now. doing this. That's right. It's I'm my You said extemporaneously. I'm but, but just the idea that, you know, before, when, when you're winning, all the eyeballs came. And with the eyeballs come punditry, come analysis, come breakdowns, come people that, that come to your sport and it gets monetized and it gets dissected every which way till Sunday. And what happens with that? There's going to be a lot of critiques. Some are going to be more nuanced and on the point than others. And if you allow the noise to set in for those who maybe aren't as well-versed, then you're setting yourself up to be in a world of hurt. And that seems to be where she is right now. Got to be able to learn to deal with failure. How do you get past it? And this is a big lesson that clearly she has I even bought a yet. shirt. I supported her so much. No, My kids got the shirt. Now you're still, you shouldn't have. You're not smart. You're not smart. Try I was an idiot. It. I supported her. Try to return it. Try to return it. That's you. You're never getting that money I like back. Her. <laughs> Coming why up did next. She, why did she hurt me, Ron? We get back into the biggest NFL head coaching story of the day. This is Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.